0: We, uh, for some of you, I haven't seen you since last year, so I get to say Happy New Year for the, even though it's the seventh of the month, right? Um, So it's good to see everybody. I I do, I really enjoy being here with you on Sunday mornings. There's nothing like being with the family of God, amen? Isn't that great to be able to do that? And uh, I told Jake, I was, uh, of course, I was up there playing and he's back there, and I said, Jake, it's getting hot in here. I said, it must be me. I had my 43rd birthday yesterday, so I'm already suffering hot flashes, So, uh, he made some smart comment. I'm not going to read it, but he made some smart comment. But anyway, just in celebration of that, I have brought my um, new present that I got uh, for my birthday yesterday. So, uh, I'll just leave it here in case I need it at some point during the day. Speaking of this, actually, I did bring this up for a reason. Um, Miss B, it's so good to see you here today. She came in with her walker. Mr. Stowe, if at any point during the service, it's right there. (laughs) He was messing with me because I haven't really gotten on to Mr. Stowe the last few months, and so uh, that's making up for the last couple of months. I am so excited to share the vision for 2018, what I feel the Lord is bringing to Abundant Life um, over this next year. And we're going to go back and reflect a little bit. I love being with family, uh, especially for those of you, maybe you don't get to get with your family a whole lot. Um, you know, the holidays are a time where you can, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you can go home. And what do you typically do when, we, when you're with your family? You reminisce, you eat for sure. By the way, um, that would be great. Um, but you get to reminisce, you get to look back over things. So we're going to look back over just the blessing of the Lord over the last few years and specifically 2017 and then look forward uh, to 2018 to what the Lord is doing. This all started really. I mean, I, I, I'm always we are always praying for abundant life and what God um, would have for us, aren't we? I mean, I know that you guys pray. And so, Lord, where would you lead us? Because we recognize a couple things, and I'll, I'll mention this scripture here in a moment, too. But the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. And, um, you know, we could do all kinds of cool tricks and stuff to build a big church in our own power, but I, I would rather God do His thing. I would rather God bring the folks here. I would rather God um, build His house. And, and He's doing it. And I am so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful for you who just, you know, you invite folks. You tell people about Jesus. And um, so, anyway, you ready to get on with it? This, this is going to be good. It, again, it's so good to see you. How I want to start out today, I just want to remind us who we are. That's something I do occasionally with my family You know, when we're uh, parents, you know this, when you're taking uh, your kids somewhere and there's going to be a whole bunch of kids there, you have to remind them how to behave. Um, You have to remind them, we are Giles and this is the way that we behave. You know, you do that with your kids, don't you? Uh, Just reminding them of, of those things. And I like to remind myself and remind you of who we are. Who has God called us to be as abundant life? What are some of our core values? Um, because all of this establishes where we're going, where God is leading and how we operate in the things of the Lord. Um, this will be up here on the screen, but here's these aren't in necessarily order by the way. they're not like in order of importance. let me say that because all of these are important. Um, and, and so we as we were going through these, was it two, three years ago I was with the elders in the, the council at that time and we were going through what our core values are, what we sense the Lord were saying and was saying and, and we just we established at that time that we can't do a numbered order of this because they're all important. But the first one is, we base our beliefs on the truth of the Bible, and we're led by the Spirit of God. We believe that, and that's where we're headed this year. Uh, you'll see this in just a moment. Another core value that we have is we love God, and we commit to love others. We just we we did a series. Uh, in our sermons last year that that nailed every single one of these core values. We we, we we love God and we commit to love others. We express our worship to God in everyday life. I appreciate what Allison and the team took us through today, just in singing and and sensing the presence of God. And I know for some, this is maybe a new thing for you, and you're kind of scratching your head thinking, what is this even all about, you know? what is this even about? But there's something about the presence of God that not only happens on Sunday morning, but it's all the time, no matter how we feel. I mean, here you have Allison leading with a concussion this morning, you know, and, but she's doing what God has called her to do because the presence of God is not based upon our feeling. It's based upon who he is and what he's called us to do. So we express our worship to God in everyday life. We pray We are a praying church. One of the biggest compliments I get uh, is when I'll hear some grandparents or some parents, you know, they'll they'll bring a visitor and they'll say, man, they sure pray a lot at that church. Absolutely. We sure do. Because I don't have all the answers. I am probably the most, this is my self-assessment, okay? I'm probably the least qualified person to be a pastor, except for the presence of God. And hopefully every pastor feels that way. Just hopefully every believer feels that way. Without the presence of God, what are we? You know, without without the prayer and the leading of the Holy Spirit, what are we? But we pray, and I feel that that's why God blesses, right? Because He works through us. There's a story in the Bible that talks about how God even uh, spoke through a donkey. That's a good that's a good read in the Old Testament. You know, he, He'll speak through anybody. I've been called that before. <laughs> We equip all ages, generations and worse. We've equipped all uh, or we, sorry, we, we equip all ages, generations to attain godly character, authentic faith and servant-hearted leadership. We love our kids, but we love our seniors, and we love everybody in between. Finally, we exist to lead others to Jesus. And I received something from Dean this morning, and I want you to ponder this. Think about this while we're going through the message, Dean. Can I share this? Is this good? Too late. Too late? I could say no, and everybody be like, "Come on, man!" I just want you to think about this today, as we're if, if this is you, as we're going through. This is out of Matthew seven thirteen. It says, "You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate." Matter of fact, there's a song about that. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Again, that's out of Matthew 7. Dean said this, I see a few people in the house today standing at the crossroad looking to choose a path. I am praying for salvation and discipleship. I agree with that today, and if that's you, if you feel that you're at a crossroad today of, do I follow Jesus or do I just continue going my own way? I believe this is for you today. And I believe the Lord spoke this to Dean for you to hear so that you make the decision that needs to be made. And I just, I just want to leave that with you as we uh, go through this today. And at the end, uh, as the Holy Spirit is working on you, we'll, we'll give opportunity today uh, for Him to do His thing uh, in your life. And I'm thankful for that because we exist to lead people to Jesus. And eternal life, because here's what we know, that there is a heaven and that there is a hell and that this life is not going to last forever. We know that. We understand the frailty of life. But even this earth as we know it, we know that there's going to be an end to this life that we live. The Bible tells us for one thing, but what happens after that? Well, our overall mission here at at Abundant Life, you see it every Sunday as you come in. It's uh, surrounded by snowflakes this morning. Thank you again, uh, Melody and Miss Gail and all those who were here putting all this stuff up last night. Uh, But love, faith, and community. Um, that's our mission here at Abundant Life. We believe that we uh, are to love God, the Bible says that, but we are to love others as we love ourselves. Uh, there's, there's, so there's three things going on there, love God, love others as we love ourselves. Faith, we, we believe, we have faith in God, that He is who He says He is. Um, we have faith that He can do the impossible. I believe that Jesus is the healer. I believe that with all of my heart. We were praying for that with Miss B as she was in the hospital uh, the other day. And, you know, here she is. Uh, We're just, man, she's a fighter. But I also know that God is working in her life, you know. It's amazing to see in the hospital. It's like this is the fifth week and three out of the last five, six weeks she's been in the hospital, but then here on Sunday. Praise God for that. God is still in the miracle working business and we're continuing to contend for that because, she hasn't reached that yet. She's here today and still waiting on healing to happen. But we, we believe that. We have faith in the impossible. We also have faith in other people. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that the best in other people. I don't want to give up on anybody. No matter how, time, how many times they may turn from the Lord or reject the Lord or reject us, I want to have faith in them. You know why? Because God's grace was there for me. So I want to extend that grace to other people. Think about your own testimony. Maybe you were running from God and running from God and running from God, but yet he was gracious and merciful and patient with you because he is good. And he says, I want you to do the same. So that's the whole idea behind faith. And then community, we know that our church is a community. This is important, what we do here. The gatherings that we have together, very important. But also our community is Mooresville. We want to be able to reach out. And I'm going to show you some practical ways and some of the finances that we've been able to reach out in 2017 and we're looking forward to 2018. Um, And then our community is also the world, so we'll talk about missions a little bit as well. When Stasha and I first came here five years ago, by the way, this is like our five-year anniversary because our first Sunday was uh, January the 6th. Um, five years ago. So that was technically, I guess you would say yesterday. But um, look at this scripture out of Zechariah. It's up on the screen. Zechariah eight, twelve, and 13. And we clearly heard the Lord say this and we're seeing this. I mean, it was happening, right? But just even in, in a greater way, because God is doing his thing, where it says, for I am planting seeds of peace and prosperity among you. The grapevines will be heavy with fruit, the earth will produce its crops, and the heavens will release the dew. Once more I will cause the remnant in Judah Judah and Israel to inherit these blessings. Among the other nations, Judah and Israel became symbols of a cursed nation, but no longer. Uh, Now I will rescue you, and here's what we heard the Lord specifically saying for us as a body. Now I will rescue you, and I will make you both a symbol and a source of blessing. What a powerful promise that God made to his people at this time in the book of Zechariah. But we clearly heard the Lord say, abundant life, you're not only going to be a symbol, but you're going to be a source of blessing. So as we get into the finances here in just a minute, you're going to see how, yes, that's been happening. But even on a greater level, we, we're we going to be very open about our finances. You know, I. I'm one of those guys, I don't want any secrets. I don't want any secrets as far as, as, you know, money, and and I'll I'll explain all that here in just a moment, especially for those of you who are newer, um, so that you can understand just how open we are. 2015, we heard the Lord say this, reach up, reach in, and reach out. So we're going to reach up to the Lord, we're going to reach in to discover all that God has for us, and then we're going to reach out. That is continuing. 2016, we heard the word invest. We're going to invest in relationships, we're going to invest in uh, our time with the Lord. So we've seen that, you know, anytime you, re- you invest, there usually comes a return with that. 2017, this past year, the word that we heard that we felt the Lord was saying to us was, pursue God and pursue others. And so we did that with some of our relationships as well, uh, at our work, at, uh, here, at, here at Abundant Life. And that went back to the scripture that talks about love God and love your neighbor as yourself. You see how it all goes back to our mission god has called us to a specific thing that that we we feel that we sense and so as abundant life we want to pursue those things that he has called us to A couple years ago, Dean made this remark, there are so many noble distractions that are out there. What are noble distractions? They are good things, they are good causes, they are good projects that we could all be involved in, but they're distractions on what God has called us to. So what has God called abundant life to, and what has God called you and your family to? Anything else that comes along may be good and may be noble, but is it a distraction from doing the thing that God has called you to do? Right now, here's what we know. We are to be, for example, we are involved in Jamaica pretty heavily with our missions. I'll get to that in a moment. We are heavily now involved with Niger, and we also just got involved with Ireland. Thank you. Just as far as financial support goes. And there's so many other places that could use benefit from what we're able to do. But that's what God has called us to right now. One, because of the resources that we have, you know. But God has called us to be a symbol and a source of blessing. So, um, one of the things that we said last year, too, that I want to hold on to again this year is this. Because of noble distractions, be careful not to get too busy. Now, we're busy because we're about doing the things of the Lord, right? We want to be busy, but by too busy, we don't want to become so busy that we can't focus in on the main thing that God has called us to do. Um, because here's the reason why. And Tom Rainer says this. As a church gets busier, the two things that get neglected most are prayer and evangelism. And there's nothing more important than praying to find out the will of God. And nothing more important than telling people about Jesus. Those things are very important. So if we get too busy, those things are neglected. We're in the middle of a 21... no we're at the end of the first week of a 21-day fast right now, so we're a third of the way through it. How are you doing? Um, and we're praying about many things for Abundant Life. We're praying about many things for our denomination, maybe even our own families, um, but don't be too busy that, that we neglect prayer and, uh, and evangelism. Um, no matter the size of the church, we said this as well, big or small, we all serve a big God. Amen. Isn't that true? No matter the size of your church, often we're told this, that if you're a small church, you can't do big things. I beg to differ. It may not be on as large of a scale, but we do big things for the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because He equips us to do His work. And so we can. We can do big things because, um, because of the things that the Lord does. Uh, Don't get too busy does not mean get lazy, so we don't want to do that as well. Well, Let's look at 2018. Wasn't 2017 a good year? We'll go over some of the financial highlights here in just a few moments, and I know that's all great. We're going over finances. Oh, you're going to see the vision behind this. You're going to see the goodness of God when we start talking. Money is a very spiritual thing, and I think if you're too secretive with your money, one, you lose trust, right? But whenever you're open about how God has blessed you and how you are spending the money, I believe this, too. It it allows you to more freely give because you see the work that it is going to. Um, And, you know, let me get ahead of myself because I'll start talking about all that. 2018, here is our focus. This is actually from Foursquare. we know that Foursquare stands for this, that Jesus Christ, he is our Savior, he's our baptizer in the Holy Spirit, uh, he's our healer, and he's our soon-coming king. Those are the four main points of Foursquare. This year, Foursquare is focusing on uh, Jesus, our baptizer, and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit a lot this year. Uh, he can be the most under, misunderstood person of the Trinity, It's almost like he's less than at times or maybe a stepchild type of thing that that we look at the Holy Spirit. But he is so real. The Holy Spirit is real. And he is part of the Trinity. He is God. So we're going to spend a lot of time on Wednesday nights. We have talked a lot about uh, the Holy Spirit, speaking of gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, The first part of this year, starting next week, as a matter of fact, uh, our sermon series is going to be, Who is the Holy Spirit? Holy who? Who is that? Who is the Holy Spirit? Um, on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about gifts and fruit. We're gonna, we've been kind of going in deep with the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, but we're going to come back up more to a, a surface level as we go through the next few Sundays. And I want to hit on that too because I believe not just for those who are able to make it out on Wednesday night, but we all need to know what are the gifts that God has given His church? How should we, act, how should we respond uh, as people in, in the fruit of the Spirit? What does that even look like? What does that even mean? We're going to get into that. So uh, this year, focus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. The theme, if you're writing notes, it's transformed by Jesus. Now, that's Foursquare's theme. That's what they have come out with, transformed by Jesus, specifically through the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's two words that you're going to hear a lot this year, equipped and empowered for ministry. Okay, let's break these two down, okay? As we talk about equipped and empowered for ministry. Here's what equipped is equipped has to do with theology. We're gonna learn about who the Holy Spirit is because when you get away from The equipping part to where there's no theology, it just becomes wild, rampant emotionalism. And you've seen the videos where people are swinging. We're Pentecostal around here. We're a Pentecostal church. But you see when it's without the theology and without the proper teaching of who the Holy Spirit is, that's where you get on these wild, emotional out-of-balance experiences. However, if you neglect that side of it with what we're going to talk about the empowerment being spirit-led, you know, then you get into the the side of uh, where it's just religion and it's stuffy. There's a balance there to know who the Holy Spirit is and allow Him to do His thing. So we're going to balance these two out scripturally. So equipped is theology. Ephesians 4.12 says the responsibility of the pastors, the prophets, the apostles, the uh, evangelists, the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So we're going to do a lot of equipping through teaching on who the Holy Spirit is this year. Does that sound good? To know who He is? Because we know about the Father. We know about Jesus. And here we talk about the Holy Spirit as well. But I want to i want to undergird that. I want to develop a deeper sense of who the Holy Spirit is. Um I've already said this. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's not a forgotten part of the Trinity. What is His purpose with me? We're even going to talk about the one thing that kind of gets us all a little bit nervous. What about the whole spiritual language and speaking in tongues? Is that even for today? That's going to happen February the 12th. We're going to talk about that. So mark your calendar. What does the Bible say about speaking in tongues? Well, we're going to talk about it, okay? So, And, and I, w- I want to encourage you with that. So that's the equipped part. The empowered part is spirit-led, Acts 1-8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Why are you empowered? God wants you to be a witness. What happens when you are empowered? Well, you don't have a problem talking to anybody about who Jesus is. I always say this, there's a few people, and we all know who they are, they could talk to a rock about Jesus. May we all have that boldness that we are willing to talk to anybody about Jesus. Because we understand that this life is very temporal. And God is wanting to not only equip us with knowledge, but also empower us with power. Sometimes it looks like this, the boldness to preach. Sometimes it looks like this, hey, Miss. Um, Whoever Miss Miss Smith at work, you know I know that you're not feeling well. Can I pray for you? And they're like, you know what? I don't know what just happened when you prayed, but I feel better. I believe God is going to work through you this year to do the miraculous because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be equipped in our minds. But we're going to be empowered in our spirits to do what God has called us to do. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe, the book of Matthew says. I believe that. And I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. It's exciting. What is an empowered spirit? Uh, what is an empowered, what does a spirit-empowered life look like? The fruits and the gifts. The book of Acts and Jesus' ministry was all about doing and teaching. That's what Jesus, the things that Jesus did and taught. You will read all through that, through, through the, all through the book of Acts. The things that both Jesus began to do and teach. That's being equipped, knowledge, and empowered action. And when those two things come together, we have a dynamic opportunity to bring many people to Jesus. And that's what our mission should be all about. It's even in our core values, but more importantly, it's in the Bible. We lead others to Jesus Christ. We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. You ready to hear a little bit more who the Holy Spirit is this year? I'm excited about this. I really am. We're we're going to open our minds and open up our spirits to what the Word of God says. No no one's opinion, but what the Word of God says in all this. I want to read you this scripture as well. Isaiah 50, if you're taking notes. Isaiah 50, verse 4 says this, The Sovereign Lord has given me His words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Now look at that verse for a moment. There's a little bit of equipping and empowering. There's theology and there's spirit-led going on in that scripture. So that I know how to bring comfort to the weary. Morning by morning, He wakens me and opens my understanding to His will. So it's the whole idea of being equipped with theology but being empowered and led by the Spirit to do His will because the Holy Spirit wants to... Bless many people through you. The Holy Spirit wants to bless you as well. So we're we're focusing on that again this year through Foursquare. Jesus Christ, baptizer with the Holy Spirit, um, empowered by Jesus, uh, transformed by Jesus uh, is the theme that's there. So transformed by Jesus, be equipped, be empowered for ministry. Now, that is the basic of the vision and the theme for this year. I could stop right there, but I want to show you some other things, okay, it won't take very long. Um, but I want you to begin to pray about that. Holy Spirit, will you open up my heart to learn about who you are and what you want to do in and through me? Make that your prayer for this year. As we have, uh, as I said just a few, few moments ago, we're a, third away, we're a third of the way through our prayer and fasting focus. Um, Each week focuses on one of these words. Last week it was on love. This week we're talking about faith. And the third week, we're going to be praying for aspects of our community, such as outreach, such as missions, okay? So you'll, you'll see those coming. By the way, if you have not been getting my emails, um, I, need you, I need your email address. Uh, if you do not get emails, I have a paper copy in the back. So on your way out today, say, hey, can I have a copy of the prayer points for this week? And I'll be more than happy to hand you one of those so that you know how to pray and fast this week. Um, but as I sat down with the staff, and we, after Thanksgiving, it was before Christmas, uh, the staff and the elders, uh, we all met and we began to pray because I want to, one, have their, I guess, approval, uh, agreement upon this. Is this what you're sensing that the Lord, what was that, honey? Yeah, agreement with what the Lord is bringing. Are you sensing this as well? So um, we were. We were talking through some of these things, and here's some words that, uh, and some scriptures that came out of this meeting as we were talking with the staff um, and with the elders uh, as far as being empowered, being equipped uh, for 2018. What's next? Some of the scriptures that came out were Proverbs 16.3, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Now, this is what came from, not from me, this came from the staff, this came from the elders. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Again, that was Proverbs 16, 3. So, we are committing this year the teaching. We are committing the action that the Holy Spirit was leading us in. We were committing those things to the Lord and the Scripture encourages us and and tells us those things will succeed when they are submitted to the Lord. We were talking about growth. What's next with that whole thing? You know, I'm I'm looking out here today, and and I love the fullness that's in here. We still have some chairs that are available in here uh, for people to come and sit down. But we need to make room. So what does that even look like? I don't want to make a a unilateral decision. I don't want to make where I'm the only decision maker in this whole thing. Now, I may have a sense of where God is taking us, but, you know, here's, here's a definition of a leader. If you can look back and see people following you, and this applies to everyone, because some of you are leaders within your communities, you're leaders within your job places. If you can look back and see people following you, then, then you're a leader. We're not necessarily just talking spiritual things here, right? But if you look back and there's no one back there, you're just out on a walk. I don't want to be out on a stroll without my church family without the leadership of the church saying, you know what? Yeah, we sense that that is what uh, the Lord is saying too. So when it comes to growth, two services, moving locations, building another building, we are taking the next now 14 days to pray. God, what is your will in all of this? What are you saying to abundant life? Because God is doing something. He is building His church. We are not advertising but God, are bringing it, God is bringing us folks, which why I'm so excited about the newcomer's lunch this afternoon. Uh, if you've been here, like Matt said, for less than a year-ish, um, come on back. I, I want to have you back there. My wife and some of the ladies have made... Uh, now everybody else, if you're not, if you've been here longer, I don't want to make you like hungry or anything, but, um, my wife and the team have made a pasta and they're going to have like an Alfredo sauce and a meat sauce and a salad and a couple good desserts. Cause here's the thing. Some of you are fasting who are going to be coming today, like desserts. That's okay. Somebody else will eat your share. Um, and if you're not having pastas and things like that, well, we have a good salad for you, too. So. Uh, but anyway, it just depends on what your fast is. Um, but I want to be able to uh, just share a little bit more about who we are, what God is doing, because God is bringing folks here, and I'm so thankful for that. If, you, if you've been coming recently, we are so thankful for you. Church family, can we welcome those who've been here for like a year? Just thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm hungry now. Let's see, how much time do I got? All right. Here's some other scriptures that came out. Uh, unless the, I've, I mentioned this, but here's the scripture. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. That's Psalm 127 verse 1. Psalm 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Another scripture that came out of this meeting, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. That's Psalm nineteen fourteen. Psalm nineteen fourteen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O my rock, O God, my rock and my redeemer. And the last, um, oh, I didn't read, write down the reference to this, but you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. We can make all kinds of plans to go to two services. We can make all kinds of plans to move location. We can make all kinds of plans to build a new building. But as we are submitted to the Lord, His purposes will prevail. How do we know if we're making the right decision or not? Because we are submitting ourselves to the will of God, suppressing my preference and saying, God, what is your will? Man, I have all kinds of confidence in what we're going to be doing next. I have all kinds of confidence, and it's happening this year. I don't know when, you know, something's happening uh, this year, and I'm thankful for that. So does that sound exciting? With what God is doing? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's talk a little bit about numbers. Again, I know if you're 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 a financial person, you like numbers. Um, But if not, you're like, but celebrate with me. Okay, now here's where the numbers are going to come from. This is going to come from November, December of 2016 to November 30th of 2017 because Sarah's still working on closing out the books for 2017 because somebody had lost a receipt and didn't get back to her. But I figured out what it was when Stasha told me. Um, so anyway, she's closing that out tomorrow. So this is a year from December to November of this past year. Our total income, now you've got to rejoice in the Lord, is $258,217.46. Praise God for that. You'll see there that we had budgeted... Um, that's just what we estimated would come in. The Lord did His thing, you know, through your faithfulness. So let me say this. Thank you for faithfully giving to the Lord. I I just, I don't have the words to say thank you enough. Here's what it tells me. One, you trust in the Lord. That's tithing right there. When One, you obey God's command to tithe. But two, you trust Him enough to say, I'm going to do this because we're seeing the work of the Lord uh, accomplished and, and and happen. Now, let me let me clarify. The tithe the tithe that came in was $215,000. So that was that was through your giving to tithe. 215,000. The extra money that came in up to the 258,000, that was through missions projects through through other things that were going on. So I wanted to clarify that as well so that you see that let's go through these real quick so you can kind of see a breakdown of how this money was spent uh, because it takes a lot of money to run a church it does but the overhead was you see thirty about thirty four thousand dollars what in the world is overhead that's things like equipment furnishings mulch maintenance utilities uh, this past year we you know we did a lot of the improvements that you see in here so that that figure was uh what it is because of the improvements that we did some other things that happened uh ministry this includes things it was 18,000 a little over 18,000 that includes things like camp children's ministry youth ministry gifts that were given leadership development retreats the gatherings that we had that's what that number is all about Um, missions and outreach i love this number because I want it to be more, but this is an amazing number for the amount of income. So missions and outreach was $39,311 went to outreach and emissions last year. Can we thank God for that as well? And Sarah, if I say anything wrong, you know, Sarah keeps the books back there. So just like wave your hands and throw something at me. Um, but, Directly from the church through offerings, 25,000 of that went to missions. The other amounts that came out was like for people who paid to go on missions trips and, and things like that. That's what all that was for. But you have to take all that money... And, and report what was given. So 39, almost $40,000 to outreach and missions. So that's broken down into this. Foreign missions such as Missions Press through Foursquare, what they do is they print materials to take to foreign nations. Uh, so we give to mission a little bit to Missions Press. Um, Foursquare Missions International, we send money to that on Wednesday nights. We receive an offering Every bit of that money and plus whatever you give throughout the year uh, goes to Foursquare Missions International and it's to spread the gospel around the world uh, through our denomination. Uh, that included missions trips that we went on. We sent Dean and Rachel to Niger. We sent uh, six people, uh, eight people to um, Jamaica. How many was it? Eight? Eight people went to Jamaica. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, this figure as well includes those who raised money to, the, the church was able to scholarship part of that. But I also firmly believe that, you know, it, it's a good thing to invest and raise some of your own money to go on these, to have an, an invested interest uh, on these type type of things. Uh, we also support the Crow family as Reed and Kim Crow, thank you, Kimberly Crow, uh, we support them on a monthly basis because uh, what Foursquare has done, our denomination, they are encouraging churches to support the missionaries. So that's one that we we support. Um, we also have uh, made a, uh, a substantial year in denon- uh, mm-hmm. donation to the O'Tools who are in Ireland. Now, Abundant Life used to support... Um, the O'Tooles in Ireland just before we came and we're getting back to that. Stash and I actually went to college with the O'Tooles and uh just a wonderful 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 couple. They uh before they left to go to Ireland they came by our home um because they had to no they didn't drop it off they mailed it to us but my boys were much younger at the time and they left all kinds of star wars things so they're star wars geeks like us you know and uh but they love jesus and they love the people of ireland and they got to watch star wars before we did because it came out before us over there because they're a few hours ahead of us but um, anyway we're able to support them and you'll see here in just a moment we're going to continue that support through this year um so that's the foreign missions the local missions Um, Out of this 39,000, that included Hello Neighbor, where we go up and down our roads here and we pass out uh, food uh, at Christmas time. We invite them to come to our church, things like that. Um, We also make a donation to our uh, volunteer fire department, Masters Men. Masters Men, if, if you're wondering what that is, Masters Men is the organization that I do... Uh, race shop ministry with i go over to Stuart hush racing once a week and uh, do a bible study over there well the guy who oversees this is named daryl and daryl is like a local missionary so he raises all of his money stash and i used to do that when we were in racing ministry i'm gonna tell you it's the hardest thing to do Um, but anyway our church uh, supports them on a monthly basis as well that's a local missions that we're able to participate in um, Ground Forty, we made a donation to them. Actually, that does not let me let me clarify that does not show up on this year because we made that in December. But Ground Forty basically um, is is an organization that uh, they'll take guys who are coming out of prison, and it will buy them work boots, put them in housing, uh, training so that they can transition from prison life to. civilian life so to speak and and equip them so we made a year in donation to them um ignite academy is our kind of like a bible college christian uh went to ignite academy and so um stasha and i went to bible college on that same campus it's no longer the life east bible college but uh so we support them on a monthly basis uh, so that they can equip young men and women um we support the serenity house which um there they are. Wayne and Cheryl Pletcher. I know you're like right here and I can't find them. Wayne and Cheryl Pletcher. Cheryl um, is basically started the Serenity House, which is end-of-life care for folks who are within a couple weeks of them passing. And so we support them on a monthly Uh, basis as well uh, to do the work that God's called them to and that also includes the the community pregnancy center uh, to be able to make a donation to them so that they can minister to young moms who come in desperate and are deciding if they want to have an abortion or have this baby. So those are some of the local uh, outreaches that we are able to give to in that 39,000. Administrative and personnel, this includes uh, background checks, supplies that we have, paper, all that kind of stuff, right, Sarah? Uh, credentials for the licensed ministers. Conventions includes our copier, postage. Right now, media. Let me let me pause on that for a moment. Um, for those of you who have been coming recently, we have this cool resource online. That is called Right Now Media, and it's like Netflix for Christians. There's men's Bible studies, women's Bible studies, couples Bible studies, videos for your little children if they're about to get on your last nerve and you want to put something in their face at the doctor's office. Um, We subscribe to that on a monthly basis. I can send you a link so that you can subscribe. If you want, you know, man, there's nothing good on TV. There's trainings on there. So remind me of that, too. If you want a subscription to Right Now Media, I just send that to you. I send that invitation to you. The church pays for that. Um, so that includes that it includes retreat it includes our website expenses and includes salaries Uh, so that's what the administrative personnel is all for so let's look 2017 can we give god thanks for that god is good before i get into 2018 i just want to recognize quickly if you were on the financial council 2017 can you please stand just real quick this past year um, we had, okay, let me, let me do this kind of like in a, in a reverse order of who's coming off of the council. Can you stay standing just for a moment because uh, otherwise I'll lose my train of thought. Squirrel, you guys know how I do that. All right, so for council members serve for a two-year term, and how we do this is we'll have three that serve for two years, and then the next year we'll, uh, there'll, there'll be another three that are ratified, so they're leapfrogging one another, so it's not a whole brand new council trying to learn finances and 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 you know how we do things why is a financial council so important one to keep me accountable also because I don't have a very good financial I have a I have a I can I can balance a checkbook but I need people who are very administrative minded because I'm the squirrel I'm like well let's go chase after this so what your financial council will do is will present vision will present things that need to happen and they'll say yes Or they'll say, you know what, let's wait to see what God is doing. Let's wait to see where he's leading. Or maybe that's not the wisest thing we can do with our our finances. So, who just came off of counsel is Allison. Thank you, Allison. Tommy is coming off of counsel as well. Talk about comic relief and just sometimes inappropriate humor. Oh, my word. (laughs) Go to lunch with him at some point. Oh, Rhonda, we pray for you. But Ron, don't let her fool you either, because she's just... And then Dean ended up serving an extra year. He served for a total of three years. So can we thank those three who are coming off? And so this year we have, who will finish up their final year throughout this year, we have Wayne Stowe, we have Beth, and we have Tim in the back, uh, who are currently on our council. And now can I have quickly the newly elected who will start the third Sunday of this month. We have Mike Uh, who is coming on. And by the way, you guys ratify them. Uh, The old council will say, by old I don't necessarily mean, (laughs) okay, I do. Uh, We'll basically give names of this is who we want to, we we think would be a good addition to the council. We want to make sure that they're tithers because if you want to have an invested interest and a say in what's happening, you need to have some skin in the game, right? Can we just be honest about that? So anyway, Mike uh, is going to join our council. Um, Lisa is also joining our council. And Wayne Pletcher, who's been on the council before, uh, he is also. So can we thank all of those who are serving this year? Thank you. So they just help with budget and all of this. So we met uh, uh, a weeks ago at the beginning of december and here's what we're looking at for next year and i'm going to go through this quickly and then uh we'll we'll get out of here uh and go do the things that god has called us to and be all excited about it we are projecting now you'll notice income we're projecting $199,000. That that is well short of what we brought in last year why are we doing that well that's wisdom what God blesses above that, then we're able to go back through the year and say, you know what, we have this, what can we do? What can we do to bless the kingdom of the Lord? So wisdom says, don't go out there and spend all this $258,000 because it may not come in. We're going to trust the Lord, but you don't know what's going to happen within a year. So wisdom says, bring that down just a little bit. This is what we're projecting so far as God blesses, we'll go from there because he will lead us and guide us into what we need to do, right? So tithe we're projecting out of that, uh, 10% obviously would be the $19,966 in savings. We're going to put $50. 200. That's um, $100 a week that we put into saving. I have to do some math there. See, that's why I don't balance the checkbook. Um, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> By the way, she is really good. We've had, since I've been here, we've had two really good people with our checkbook, Wayne Pletcher and now Sarah. They will take a couple days to find a penny or three if they can't find it. I tell you that so that you can have trust in what's happening with the finances. It's almost impossible for misspending to happen. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's from my heart, you have to understand, if anything has been misspent, then it was not on purpose, okay? But with the way the system is set up, it's almost impossible. Once the offering is taken, we have two people who walk next door. They will count the money, what has come in. That then will go to Miss Gail, who does all of our deposits and everything. Um, She'll take that. And it has to balance. It has to line up. Then at the end of the year, we send you a record of what you gave through the year. So that's a third level of, okay, did they send me everything they were supposed to send me? Was it on there? Was everything collected? Was everything received? Then from there, it goes to our district who also sees what all we brought in. So I I tell you that to give you peace of mind and peace of heart that the money is very closely being looked after. It is a very spiritual thing when you talk about money very spiritual thing, because when there's impropriety, when there's misspending, when there's things like that that happen, um, I believe that it affects a lot. One, it affects what can God trust us with. You know, we had, just real quick, we had a thing where I could not find a receipt, and Sarah was like, where's this receipt? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I was, just couldn't find the receipt. Um, well, middle of the night, Stasha finally figures it out that we had ordered pictures for the Christmas party that we had and I knew that I went to Walmart and made a purchase but it it showed up on my card but I couldn't think handing the card over well it was an online purchase that was made and so finally we figured out that this was for pictures we can get the receipt off of walmart.com and it will be accounted for because we want to know well I think this is what it's for if we have a whole lot of that then all of a sudden now we're losing trust we don't want to do that. So, 2008, is that? I just, I don't know why I explained all that. I just want to give you peace of mind that you're giving. I want to give what? Because now, you have. now I have peace of mind. And Sarah has peace of mind, right? <laughs> Sarah's like, where's the receipts? So I'm like, I don't know. No, she's not like that. She is not like that at all. She's not. <laughs> Because what you don't know about Sarah, well, you probably do know this about Sarah, because when she can't find something, she's like, I can't find it. Um, over, uh, So we're up to overhead. Equipment, furnishings, mulch, maintenance, utilities. We're projecting 28,000, a little over 28,000. Ministry, which is camp, children's ministry, youth, gift, leaderships. Uh, development, retreats, gatherings, we're projecting 21,450. For missions and outreach, we're projecting 29,800. And again, I don't have to go through all that because we just talked about it. Um, I do want to bring this, though, up in missions and outreach. Uh, This past year, I did not include Gideon's because that usually goes straight to the Gideon's. But your donations to the Gideon's this past year was... One thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Again, that's outside of a what's on the books with Abundant Life. That went to purchase one thousand seven hundred scriptures that go to Mooresville and that go around the world to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, did I say that right? One thousand seven hundred scriptures went around the world this year from Abundant Life. Can we praise God for that? That was that's good. Um, Administrative personnel, um, we have budgeted 94, a little over 94, just shy of 95. Again, that's background checks, supplies, credentials, conventions, our copier, postage, right now media, retreats, websites, salaries. Uh, We just recently were able to, um, you know, Christian now is able to help with the facilities, and so we're paying him just a little bit of a stipend to be able to help out with uh, cleaning the facilities and everything, investing in him because we're not sure how much longer Christian is going to be with us. Um, before God sends him to do the ministry that God has for him. So uh, that's included in that as well. So you can see that um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty solid about what's happening in 2018. Can we just rejoice and thank God for his blessing? And one more time, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. If you ever have any questions about the money, about the finances, um, one of the things that we do say, you know, it, it, it is important that if you have a say, and I don't know, a polite, I, well, I don't, you guys know my heart, but you know, if you're a tither and you want to know what's going on, we will open up the books to you. We'll show you the council gets this every month. They get a list of everything that was spent, everything that was spent. And so, um. We'll we'll make that. I keep distracting Duncan. I'm sorry. He's causing a distraction on the front row. He's ready for some from spaghetti, Duncan West, not Duncan Duncan West. Um, but we'll we'll bring you in. Sarah and I will be able to open up the books to you. So, but make an appointment so that we can both be here at the same time. If you ever have any questions and just want to see uh, what's going on with that. So, um, praise God for what He's doing. And if there's a suggestion that you have, you can go to any of the council members. You can come to me to say, you know what, I feel that this is something that we, like one of the things that we want to do later this year is our parking lot. We need to restripe it. It's too cold to do it right now. But those stripes are hard to see. You know, the inside looks beautiful. Our grounds look beautiful. We need to bring our parking lot up to speed just a little bit as well. So that's something that we're going to look forward to. So you may have a suggestion like that. Come let us know. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say. And we may say, yeah, let's do it. Or we may say, you know what, we need to hold on just for a little bit. And um, and see what's going on. So, sound good?